Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Rhinomic Battle Tower. your host. Thank you so kind for being part of the show. We are going to have a great show for you today. Anyhow, what's up? What's up? What's up? Welcome aboard, everybody. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Case is in the house, as well as Yvette Avery Herod. It's in the house. We have Bruce Pollard in the house, May Wood in the house, Yvette Avery Herod in the house, Robert Davenport in the house, AVQ Michael Rudnan in the house. Welcome aboard, everybody. Welcome aboard, everybody. Well, it turns out it's the day after. It's the day after one of the most disingenuous speakers of the house was uh, dethroned, dethroned, delinked directly from, you know what? Do you know where? From that speakership that it took him 15 tries on. Yes, I got my power back. Hey, guys, let me tell you what happened this morning. I'm doing the show at KPFT this morning. As you guys know, I work from my studio here with all the trinkets and stuff that I have to give all the videos, etc. And then I transmit that to the, the control room, the studio in Houston. And then they get it out to the antenna, the 100,000 watt antenna that throws it all over the metropolitan area. And of course, their own internet around the world, all that good stuff. So uh, then I noticed that my two lights went out and it was dark on the screen, but the computers kept running. Luckily, I had this computer on power backup and of course the routers and so forth. They also have battery backup. So when our power left, the fiber from the, from the fiber, you know, from the uh, ISP continued to function. And as such, I was able to use my battery backup to power my system. So uh, I, I was concerned that it, was gonna, it wasn't going to be enough to last till the end of the show. But I got through the entire show at KPFT from here on battery power. So as it turns out, I didn't even need a natural gas generator, Eric Hayes. Backup power using batteries is, another, is a form of back-in store. And there are many forms of back-in stores that we can use without having to go to uh, fossil fuels. So I guess my example was we stored up enough energy in the batteries and we were able to continue the show uninterrupted. And now the batteries are recharged. So I guess if we lose power again, we will continue to transmit as long as the ISP has the power on their system. So yes, yes, yes. Willie's UPS backup. Yes, I use the UPS backups both for my computer systems here. Now, what I did do is I turned off a couple of the computers so that the power would last longer from the batteries. Of course, the routers, etc they can last a good chunk because they don't pull a whole lot of power. Um, uh, you know, I thought about, you know, as soon as the power went out, Eric, I heard a lot of the generators. There are a lot of people in my neighborhood with the generators because the quiet of the power fail. And then all you heard was, Ooh, 
through all those generators going. So yeah, that that happened. That happened. That happened. Anyway, what I want to do is eventually when when if I can sell several thousand books, I'll get me the solar power like my brother Bruce has. But right now, I just can't afford it. Uh, you know, someday I'll be able to go completely green. Someday I'll be able to also get my electric car. But right now, it's not in the cards. Anyway, welcome aboard Davenport. I see you in the house. Let's go ahead and start the readings. Uh, Bridge MCP says today, 75,000 Kaiser, Kaiser Permanente workers across five states and Washington, D.C., walked out in the largest health care workers strike in history, to which I say, hooray, hooray, hooray. Both groups are still at the bargaining table, having worked through the night in an effort to reach an agreement. The coalition of Kaiser Permanentes Union said in a statement, nothing there has been a lot of progress last month. Healthcare workers threatened to go on strike if Kaiser didn't agree to increase pay and solutions on the ongoing staff shortages. Among other demands before the union contract's expiration on Saturday, while the strike is set to last for three days, union members say that they are prepared to extend it to November if necessary. And let's look. The, the, the Kaiser president is making $15 million for doing what again? Basically nothing. Supposedly, she runs everything. But what is the day-to-day job that they physically do, that they mentally do for $15 million? As those people who take care of the patients are asking for just a minimum of $25, of course, graduated with what your, uh, you know, your experience and, and the particular job that you do. It is sickening. And, and, and the, the, the ethics of these people is when they were going on strike, they made it quite clear to the hospitals, etc., so that they will delay procedures, etc. They just wanted to make their point to strike. Because as long as they're striking, the hospitals will stop making money and all those other procedures that they have to stop. Uh, so it will put some it will cost them something. It will cost them something. But the idea is this, folks. It is imperative that workers start striking left and right to ensure that they're worth, they are paid their worth. And it's also imperative that within these demands, they start demanding that the presidents and CEOs and executives start making less money because the millions that they get is directly out of the pockets of those who are actually doing the work. No president of a Kaiser Permanente or any one of these guys are worth $15 million. That is money that otherwise could go to pay employees. They have a shortage of nurses. Take away $14 million from that president. They can pay, I don't know, probably another hundred or so nurses, right? Let's let's start getting some equity around here. All the executives that are making several million dollars at Kaiser Permanente. You know how many how many custodians, how many uh, nurses, how many of all these people that they say they have shortages of? You know how many of those people can uh, get employed? All the Filipinos and the uh, and and the other people from other countries that we're trying to hold back that want to come in that have nursing skills. A lot of those folks coming from Venezuela, nurses, uh, lab technicians, etc. And we're making a mockery at the border because they are not documented. Well, we need them. We need them. Our healthcare system is falling apart. And we need to take the profit out of the 
for healthcare system so that we can pay people appropriately. But again, we have to educate the people to these things at first. Anyway, Maywood says, good afternoon, everyone. It's a happy hump day. These weeks are going so fast. I got to go ahead and get my taxes done for uh, 2022. And next week is the when it's due, which means I got to do it this weekend. All right. Continuing, continuing, continuing. Yvette Avery says, I hope she enjoys her day. Oh, whose day? Oh, it's AVQ's mother's birthday. Happy birthday, AVQ's mother. Happy birthday, Michael Rudnan's mother. Happy birthday, Mr. Rudnan's mother. What's her name? Happy birthday to you. Tell her she got a birthday from Egberto at Politics Done Right. And I want her to start becoming a listener of Politics Done Right. Anyhow, thank you for letting me uh, go back up there and see that, uh, Yvette. Uh, Eric Hay says, oh, could there be a Jim or Steve be the next leader of the house? Uh, if, if, if Steve Scalise or Jim, uh, Jim uh, Jordan becomes the new speaker, nothing will get done at all. Nothing will get done in Congress at all. So if you guys know what's good for you, you will ensure that neither Steve Scalise or uh, Jordan becomes the Speaker of the House because those are two ideological sycophants that would be out there. All right, uh, Robert Davenport says, Bye, Kevin. Don't let the door knob hit you where the nature split you. LOL, another Republic Lounge speaker bites the dust. Yes, he does. All right. All right, what else we got here? Uh, parver, parver, parver. Uh, no, Eric, no gas generator. Uh, Bree says it was a nasty move to ask Pelosi to vacate off as she is not there. She also gave a larger plush office to Pence when she didn't have to. Was mean-spirited Eric. I mean, it, it's a shame, right? It's a shame. Uh, but you know what? It turns out that uh, that these uh, these these men and I don't even know if men should we should call these Republican guys men. Because they are really nothing more than boys. That's what they are. Little, cryy, uh, despicable, precocious punks. That's who these guys are that run the, the Republican Party. And what they're doing, you know, how do you, you know, oh, get out of your office, Nancy Pelosi, because Democrats didn't work with us. Democrats voted against. Uh, the speaker. Of course, that was their job to vote against the speaker. The only way a Democrat should ever vote for a speaker of the other party is if they had some sort of a sharing agreement. Otherwise, they vote for the removal of that speaker and vote to get their own in there. That's it. Nada más. Punto y final. Okay. Maywood says, that's a reply. Bree says, gotcha. I use one as well, the UPS. Yes, ma'am. Lee Grant is in the house. Hi, Lee Grant. Uh, let's see. Egberto, just go to Bruce Pollard's house. I've been to Bruce's house several times. But, you know, right now, my ear was still working fine. All right. Let's continue here. What if a strike backfires? A strike cannot really backfire. So, no, I can't backfire. We are needed. We are needed more than they 
are needed. Okay. And that is what the American worker needs to realize. We are much more needed than they are. And when we realize our power, they will start giving us our, uh, giving us our due. The problem is that we have too many naysayers. In fact, Eric, love you, man, but you, you are too much in favor uh, too often with the plutocrats and they use you as a proxy to do their evil, right? They use you as their proxy to talk to others. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious lolly Focus Pops or lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. And do wrong. But anyway, someday you'll, I think that'll improve. All right. Michael Rodney is like, better than most Americans would prefer that CEOs to make 7.1 compared to their employees. Believe that CEOs make 30 to 1 compared to their employees. And the reality is 400 to 1. It's a shame. I saw that, that chart years ago. It, it, in fact, that, they have a chart like that for what, how money is split in this country and many other features. Good one. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Michael Rodney says, Egberto, mom's name is Lina. She watched only a couple of your videos, but she's not politically active. <clears throat> Happy birthday, Lina. You know, and, and thank you for having had your son. He's an integral part of Politics Done Right. Lee Grant says, Happy birthday, Bubba. No, it's not. Happy, it's to his mother, Lee. So come on, say it. Happy birthday, Lena. Or we, you know, we should say Miss Lena because I'm, I imagine she may be older than us. So anyway, Daniel Ledo is in the house. He says, check up the rents in Panama City for Egberto. It is actually quite affordable. Yeah, actually, you know, if you go to Panama City, the rents are comparable to the United States. But if you go into the interior of the country, if you go to some parts of Colón, Chiriquí, David, and these other places, very good. Very good. The, I, 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 have fun with him, Bridge. Have fun with him. He, he's, a, he's a case. Uh, you know, sometimes fun is fun. All right. Eric's strike can increase unemployment, and Gavin said he won't pay them. I don't think so. I don't think so. In the long run, we win. All right. All right. All right. All right. Uh, Let's see what we got here now. The first one I wanted to show is, as you know, Donald Trump went ahead and had his performance attacking Letitia James, the New York uh, AG. And you know what? The great what I love about a lot of these folks in New York, a lot of it, specifically the Democrats in New York, is they don't take the BS. Right. They are they're fearless. They're not like all these punks that are scared of Donald Trump and they can't speak straight or. Or they say one thing behind Trump's back and another thing in front of front for Trump. Letitia James, it's not like that. You go ahead and you tell Letitia James what you uh, uh, you malign her. 
and she's not going to take it sitting down. Letitia James is going to come back and tell the truth and let you hope you had not. Let you hope you had not crossed her, especially when you are a lying thug. So what did Letitia do? Letitia confronted the audience that Donald Trump had just lied to and set the record straight like only Letitia can do. Trump's comments were offensive, they were baseless, they were void of any facts and or any evidence. What they were were comments that unfortunately fomented violence, comments that I would describe as race baiting, and comments unfortunately that appeals to the bottom of our humanity. This case was brought simply because it was a case where individuals have engaged in a pattern and practice of fraud. And I will not sit idly by and allow anyone to subvert the law. And lastly, I will not be bullied. And so Mr. Trump is no longer here. The Donald Trump show is over. This was nothing more than a political stunt. Nothing more than a political stunt. I remember, folks, Donald Trump is on trial. Well, the trial is already over. He's guilty. He's there on fraud. The guy has all we always knew Donald Trump was a bona fide fraudster. That's all. He has always been a fraud. And he has been a fraud for many of the people who believe him, who chose to believe that he's a billionaire, who chose to believe them. I mean, ask all the contractors that he stiffed. Ask all of those that he left behind because he chose not to pay them. Ask the people that he fooled. And that's the things that are done fairly overtly. Now, think about the ones that he had done supposedly and worked with some more shady folks, if you know what I mean. Right? So let's be clear here. Let's be very, very clear. Donald Trump is a thug. Uh, he's being tried on on fraud, and he deserves no kind words from the district attorney. And she came out, and she laid it out perfectly. All right. Welcome aboard E2247, as well as Melanie Keelan, coming in a bit late. And, of course, we have uh, Handmade Hearts. He doesn't understand that the trial is over. I know. It's funny, right? He thinks he's on trial. He's not on trial. It's over. He's guilty. Punto y final. The thug got caught ripping off the state of New York. The thug got caught lying on a document to the banks. And when they talk about there were the banks got paid back, there was no um, there. Nobody lost any money. The bank actually lost money. And, you know, again, Trump expects you to be stupid. Because what Trump doesn't tell you, when you go to a a bank for a loan, right? I just had to take out a little loan for my um for the uh the thing that the work that they're gonna do at my home. All right. And your you get your interest rate is based on your credit rating. My credit rating is is pretty very, very, very good. So I got the lowest interest rate. But for somebody like Donald Trump, whose credit rating is horrendous. The man has declared bankruptcy. His companies have declared bankruptcy. The man doesn't pay his bills. None of that. 
So his credit score should be ridiculously, ridiculously low. So here is who paid. By him undervaluing his properties for the state, there are he underpaid his taxes. For him overvaluing his property value for the bank, guess what? He's underpaying the bank. The bank would have otherwise charged him a higher interest rate. So when they talk and they say there was nobody who lost any money, the bank lost money. The bank lost money. Okay? Let's be very clear on that. The thug, the thug cost not only the bank money, but it also caused otherwise money. So there you go. All right, let's continue. Um, uh, let's see what else we got here. Robert Davenport says, uh, before Robert, let me see if there's anybody on the top that I need to read. Well, Daniel Lado is still talking his little funny things. Uh, Robert, let's see. Um, Robert Davenport says, how many Republic clowns will vote for Hakeem Jeffries to get America back on track? Zero. Dems have no obligation to help bad faith Republic clowns run the House so poorly like Kevin and Jordan would. I agree. Melanie Keelan, welcome. She's asking us, how is everybody doing? We're all doing fine. E2247 says, Domestic Violence Awareness Month. DV is Hollywood's greatest love story. Uh, what else have we got here? Hands uh, Made of Hearts says, he doesn't understand the trial is over. Hands Made Hearts says, support freedom, not dictatorship. Support democracy, not autocracy. Vote blue for America. Vote blue to end Trumpism. Exactly. And we have Bridge who says, Egberto Willis, the accountant, testified that the numbers he used were given to him by the Trumps. Ivanka case has been thrown out for the time it happened. The attorney's firms last year gave up the account when the big guy was found guilty last year. And jury trial, his own lawyer didn't request it because, again, they were scared. Every case of the the appraisals were done through the banks, right? No. When you're rich and so forth, a lot of times they take this stuff at face value. The judge is not in the place of doing valuation. No, the judge never did an evaluation. All the valuation was done by parties who are required or have the ability to do the valuation. The judge just takes the facts and he rules based on the facts. The fact the judge doesn't go out there and try to seek this information. It's brought in as discovery for the case. That's how the law works. Uh, Bridge, don't get upset. Don't get upset. But I, I want to read this because I think it's, it's amusing to me. Okay, it's amusing for me. This is Brother Daniel Lado. I love it. Procurement of naturalization by concealing a material fact or by or by or by what again? Willful misrepresentation. The federal government may also seek to denaturalize an individual if there's deliberate deceit on the part of the person in failing to disclose or misrepresenting a material fact that influences the decision to award the individual U.S. citizenship. The concealment or misrepresentation of a material fact can be made orally during the naturalization interview or in writing on the naturalization application. For example, an individual who mistakes his or her employment in order to prevent an USCIS adjudicator from finding out his or her real employment activity has engaged in concealment. The individual is at risk of denaturalization 
if the concealment or misrepresentation was material to the individual obtaining citizenship. Donald, I mean, rather, Daniel, don't think I'm going to be shaking in my boots because I say the Constitution has very serious issues and I don't believe in the theory of the Constitution. And as a U.S. citizen, I want to either amend it or make it much better. So as I told him, I want him to go ahead and do what he needs to do about my immigration status, an American citizen. I just love it. Robert Davenport, thank you so kindly for your support. He says, Robert Davenport just gave me a super chat. Please, folks, please free to provide super chats to this program because it helps us. Fraudster, this is from Robert Davenport. Fraudster, Donald Trump, the guy who promised to release his taxes and that Mexico would pay for the wall and that he would only hire the best people. Fraud? Oh, I can't believe it. LOL. The guy's word, you know, Robert Davenport, the guy's word has never meant anything. To believe Donald Trump, you have to be willfully ignorant. To trust Donald Trump, you have to be willfully ignorant. To vote for Donald Trump, you have to have some sort of a recess. You know those people that want to effect pain on other folks? So they, 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 they can do that without you know, feeling the consequences? That's what it means to vote for Donald Trump. But what can I say? All right. Lee Grant says, progressive Portland's public safety official are asking citizens to not call 911 unless you're dying. Yeah, they should increase taxes so they can hire more people. All right. Shiva Las Vegas says he robbed the bank. You're absolutely right. Paul Fleming says, President Biden today announced $9 billion more in student debts forgiveness, bringing the total student debt he's canceled to $127 billion. But there is only so much a president can do without the support of Congress. Why are Republicans determined to keep Americans in debt? That is what we have to do, Paul. Find folks who know how to articulate that reality the way you just did. That is what we have to do. Uh, But folks, again, you have to remember the Republican Party fools Republicans into believing that they are there to support them. But Republican, the Republican population is naturally should naturally be the constituents of Democrats. And that is what I want to do. I want to make Republicans feel safe enough, confident enough to say I am a Republican. But I am going to vote my interest, which means not voting for Republican politicians because they don't support the policies that support me or my family. I don't want to take away your culture. If you're a cultural Republican, remain a Republican. Just vote your interests. And that's what we want. That's why we love you all. Republicans, MAGA base, everybody. Just vote your interest because your interest is also my interest. Your interest is also Rudnan's interest. Your interest is also Bruce's interest. Your interest is also Bridge MCP's interest. Okay? All right. Paul Fleming says, total student loan debt that would have been erased for millions of Americans, $400 billion. Total cost of the Trump tax cuts that largely benefited the wealthy and the corporations, $1.9 trillion. This is what it means when I say, what I mean when I say the system is rigged. If you give that money back to the the people, if you forgive student loans, the economic activity is large. You give it as a tax cut to wealthy people, as has been shown, 
the economic activity is minimal at best. And there are, there are real econ, uh, economic, econ, macroeconomic reasons why that is true. There are macroeconomic reasons why that reality is true. All right. Paul Fleming says, I read that one already. Uh, Daniel Ledeau says, federal judge sentenced naturalized citizen for lying to obtain a citizen in Raleigh, North Carolina. Oh, you're giving me, you're sure giving me a lot of information about naturalization. I am the one who is naturalized. I know the law. And in fact, I know the Constitution. Actually, Daniel, I know the, um, the I know American law much better than you do based on everything you've said it is clear and, and let me let me just put it bluntly those of us who are naturalized american citizens by definition we generally know the american constitution and american laws and american geography very often much better than a large percentage of americans because the teaching in america is very limited and when we come here first of all when we are back home in our countries we learn a lot about America. We learn a lot about America. We learn a lot about Brazil. We learn a lot about France. We learn about, in fact, when I went to school, I had to know the capital cities of every country in the world. I had to know the exports and imports of the major countries in, around the world. Uh, we had to know about Africa, Australia. We had to know all of this, something that most Americans aren't taught in high school. From the time we went to what's called middle school here, we had to learn those things. Okay. So please, Daniel, understand that when you are talking to naturalized citizens, generally speaking, you're speaking to folks that are probably more American than you are. Okay? Remember that. All right. Let's continue. Bridge MCP says, Eric calls. They keep sending them like it's a joke. Uh, the border needs to get something done and does the INS. All right, let's see. Uh, Daniel Little says, so apparently Egberto could be looking at some jail time as well. Oh, my God. I am so scared. I'm going to be like Trump going to jail. Oh, my God. I'm so scared, Daniel. Oh, my God. Oh, uh, Bridge, are you going to come and visit me? Uh, 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 Bruce, are you going to visit me? What about Brother Rudnan? Are you going to visit me? I hope so. What about you, Eric? Paul? Anyway, from Paul Fleming, Katie Porter said, private insurance companies cheat taxpayers uh, through Medicare Advantage plans and deprive older Americans of the care they need. I led uh, colleagues to reintroduce legislation to improve transparency and give watchdogs the data they need to hold these insurers uh, accountable. You know, I am glad you brought that up, um, Mr. Fleming. Because I need to get back on the Medicare Advantage kick because this is a time of the year where people start signing up for whether they want Medicare Advantage or something else. And what I want to make sure and tell our audience that can afford to, do not get Medicare Advantage. Do not get Medicare Part, what is the Medicare Advantage again? Part C, I believe it's called, Part C. You want Medicare A, B, and otherwise. Let's see. Oh, wow. Paul Fleming sent us another super chat. Thank you, Paul. Let's see what it says. Paul says, Daniel, can we use that naturalization information to deport Elon Musk, nationalize SpaceX and deport Elon Musk? I love that. Hey, thank you. Thank you, Davenport. You're so right about that. Let's go ahead and get Musk deported 
for uh, taking our dollar. I mean, you know, I've, I mean, he's taking billions. And one of the things that people always want is for them not to, for when foreigners come over here to be self-sufficient, they shouldn't be on the dole. And Elon Musk is on the dole. Oh my God. Hey, you know what? Paul Fleming, or is it Paul who gave us that? That's like, no, no, Davenport, who actually gave that with a, with, with a contribution to politics then right as well. Hey guys, where are all my super chats? Okay, let's see what else we got here. Daniel still on uh, the oath Egberto took when he was allowed to obtain citizenship. I hereby declare. Oh my God. I, oh my God. Oh my God. Okay, go read it for them. Why don't you call in on the phone, Ledo? Call the call the number, 281-823-7747. Why don't you call us up and read that for me? All right, Egberto is okay with trickle-down economics by forgiving loans. That's not trickle-down economics. Uh, please read, 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 read. All right, let's continue here. Uh, let's see. Uh, my mouse went dead. There we go. It's, it's back. All right. I have some more videos. This one here is Senator Alex Padilla from California. He points out something that Americans need to know. If you want a functioning government, if you want a functioning government, the last set of people that you want to hire, the last set of people that you want to hire are Republican politicians because they are lousy at governing. They claim to hate government so badly. they are very bad at government. So here we go. Listen to the words of Senator Alex Padilla. This is what happens when Republicans are in charge. Uh, I think in the last segment you covered sort of the evolution of the so-called conservative Republican Party from the New Gingrich era to the uh, Boehner uh, experience to Trump, obviously. And now they are anarchist Republicans eating their own. And while they want to play political games on uh, who the next speaker ought to be, uh, the real consequence here is what's happening to the people of the United States. See, Americans deserve better. Americans expect better. We are narrowly averted this government shutdown. Uh, and maybe that's what their uh, motive is. If they weren't able to shut down the government in its entirety, they're at least shutting down the House of Representatives while we still have to face the realities of Ukraine. They need more of our assistance. The 45-day uh, continuing resolution, the extension on the spending plan that we gave ourselves, we're now almost a week into it, and we're going backwards. No negotiations are happening because there is no leader among House Republicans. So uh, we have a lot of work cut out for us. We have a lot of work cut out for us. Alex Padilla, Senator Alex Padilla is absolutely correct. Republicans have proven time and time again that they don't know how to govern. They govern by press release. They govern by hyperbole. They govern by not getting things accomplished, right? They don't know how to govern because they are like their, their, like their leader. I mean, and look, this hasn't always been the case. Let me just point that out. This has not always been the case. There was a time that the Republican Party was the dignified party. Unfortunately, all of them switched over to the Republican Party as the lousy Democrats switched over to the Republican Party. But, you know, we get these switcheroos every so often. Maybe one will happen where we get a Republican Congress that actually has some morals at some point in the not too distant future. All right. Let's see what else we have here. Uh, Eric Hayes. Nope. Elon Musk has not created 110,000 jobs. You know who did? 
The American people created 110,000 jobs. That is your tax dollars in action. The development of the space program was paid for by you. And in you paying for that money, my dear American citizens, Elon Musk was just a parasite that figured out if Boeing is not going to do it, if Lockheed is not going to do it because they got big, bloated and fat, I am going to do it. And so he decided to start a space program that you paid for. So let's get it clear. It is false that that El Señor Musk created 110,000 jobs. All of you that are listening to me right now, repeat after me. We created 110,000 jobs with the assistance of a parasite who made a whole lot of billions of dollars, the richest person in the world, who found a way to leverage our tax dollars to make $240 billion for himself. He used our tax dollars to extract $240 billion out of equity in our country. All right? It's imperative that you get that, people. It is imperative that you understand the mechanics. Elon Musk is worth $240 billion because he has commanded that money, not because he earned it. He took, he leveraged your tax dollars. He used the intellect created by your universities, put them together, and then skimmed the money from everybody else, including the government of the United States, and then made that money. So that $240 billion in, in, in Musk's accounts, that is what you did. Let's, let's start having, asserting our worth. It's imperative. It is a must. All right. All right, let's see what else we got. Egberto, funny thing about the oath we take and the test we take that Americans were not taught. We can still have dual citizenship with our country of birth and have two passports. It's amazing, isn't it? It's amazing. So I got them both, right? So anyhow, also Paul says, Republicans love debt forgiveness when it's their debt. Trump declared Chapter 11 bankruptcy six times. Uh, MTG was happy to get her $180,000 PPP loan forgiven. But when middle class poor Americans need help paying for education, suddenly debt relief is out of the question. And, you know, they get assistance from people like our brother here, uh, Eric Hayes, that's, oh, pay your bill. Don't Not understanding the, the whole mechanics of economics. All right, E2247, hey, kids, it's Hispanic Heritage Month. Celebrate. Yes, it is. Lee Grant says, I got to say the PDR chat is taking off big time. A major forum for free speech. Yes, it is. So where is your super chat, Mr. Lee Grant? We just got two of them from El Senor Paul Fleming. Actually, you know, we want folks to get our newsletter and all that good stuff, but we'll talk about that later. All right, what else we got here? David Page, welcome aboard. Eric Hayes says, Egberto, he only has $4.9 billion but spends more in salaries than other businesses. No, Elon Musk is worth $200 and something billion, dollars, if I recall correctly. I think he's the richest person in the world. Look it up for me. I'm pretty sure it is. Over $240 billion. Oh, Lee Grant. <laughs> Man, Lee Grant, thank you, brother. You know, I've, I don't want to say I baited Lee Grant, or actually, I think it was, uh, it was brother... Uh, Davenport. No, actually, you know, Lee, I speak about you. 
when I'm giving my speech on my book, it's worth it. And the reason why is I tell folks that I have right-wingers on my program who believe in the concept of free speech. And you do. We disagree wholeheartedly on a lot of issues. But you know what I'm talking about. All right, let's continue. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. Lee Grant, Davenport, you guys are great people. Melanie Keelan is in the house. Uh, Eric Hayes says, take out more debt saving and have cash is what is wrong with society. Um, that's what we learn. That's the type of society that we have, Eric. We have a society that's designed on debt. And you know who was the person who said that? Your God, Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Okay. All right, I got another good one for you. Mike Lawler, he wants to blame Democrats, uh, congressmen, New York congressman Mike Lawler wants to blame Democrats for getting rid of the speaker, Speaker Boehner, Speaker Boehner, Speaker McCurt. I forgot his name already. <laughs> McCarthy. All right. I want you to listen to this and then we'll take it on the other side because the gall of this guy is, I think, amazing. But at least he had one good thing to say. He said that uh, Matt Gates should be expelled out of the house, out of the, the, the party, and also not the people who followed him and, and voted to kick him out as well. But those guys were just, according to his own words, useful Idiots. Check this out. And member of the Main Street Caucus, Michael Lawler. Congressman, thank you very much. I hear you have an opinion about Matt Gates and that you do think he should be expelled. Oh, I think he should be expelled from the conference. No question. Uh, he violated the conference rules by bringing the motion to vacate forward uh, without a majority of the majority uh, and teamed up with 208 Democrats uh, to remove a duly elected House Republican speaker. He undermined the conference. He undermined the institution and he undermined the country. Uh, and he doesn't care. Uh, and so to me, uh, I don't really see why we would have him part of our conference uh, going forward. Uh, it's clear he's not somebody who's willing to work within the conference uh, and wants to associate himself more with House Democrats uh, to remove a Republican speaker. So uh, I certainly believe uh, that he should be removed from conference. What about the other seven who voted alongside him, side of him? What do you think of them? Uh, I, I think, unfortunately, uh, you know, some of them uh, were useful idiots in this crusade on, on Matt Gates's part. Uh, it was petty. It was personal. Uh, and it really, again, undermined uh the, the conference and the institution. Look, voters elected a House Republican majority to govern the House, to serve as a check and balance on the reckless spending of the Biden administration, $5 trillion in new spending in two years, uh, totally unsustainable. Uh, and they wanted us to do something about the border. Unfortunately, these eight individuals torpedoed the conference, uh, 
uh, took out our best player on on the field, uh, if you will, uh, and and created a constitutional crisis. Uh, we need to get a new speaker elected. We need to get back uh, to doing the work of the American people, uh, holding this administration accountable, reigning in spending, uh, dealing with our southern border, which in my home state of New York has created an absolute calamity. You have the mayor of New York City saying that the migrant crisis is destroying New York City. The governor saying there's no more room at the inn. We need to uh, slow down the influx at the border. Uh, we have real challenges, yeah. uh, and this this prevents us from dealing with those challenges. I think you're right about the border, and especially in the place like New York, where it is coming to a head. And, and I and I have questions about uh, the bipartisan nature of, of the House and whether it can work together. But I, I do want to get um, your uh, take on the two people that are currently now, I guess, leading the conversation about leading the House: Steve Scalise and Jim Jordan. Do you support either one of them? Well, so let me just comment on the bipartisan in nature of the House real quick. I, I think there was an opportunity yesterday, frankly. Uh, I am a member of Problem Solvers. We did have a meeting. Uh, and I think there was an opportunity for folks to put uh, the country above the insanity. Uh, and all 208 Democrats that were here uh, voted with Matt Gates. I think it was an opportunity that was missed. Uh, and I think it you know, left a lot of people with a bad taste in their mouth about the, the the ability of problem solvers yeah, you know, I, uh, to function. My understanding from the Democrats, uh, part of the problem was that Kevin McCarthy just wasn't trustworthy for the Democrats, that he needed them to help pass the funding bill. And then he went on TV and blamed them for trying to shut down the government when that just wasn't the reality. They when that just wasn't the reality, as usual, they lie. Anyway, folks, uh, check out the meme on the, the screen. But anyhow, let, let's first finish this particular segment, and it goes as follows. Um, Lawler is no friend of Democrats, all right? And I, 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 I use people like Lawler and other Republicans that are telling some truths about their own for exactly that reason. Because if they are saying these things, it shows you how bad it is. A, a good friend just sent me a text and thought that I was using Lawler as a, or considering Lawler a good Republican. He's not. I mean, he comes out against AOC, he attacks AOC, and he attacks, uh, uh, the Baum, not Bauman, but the other guy from, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Mondaire Jones. So uh, to my friend, my brother, who's just sent me the text, I am not here to defend this guy. I'm saying if this guy believes, if this guy believes that Matt Gates and all these guys are clowns, and we know he himself is a despicable uh, type of person who would pass policies that harm Americans, then it is definite that these guys are beyond the pale. So no, don't ever think that th that these guys can pull one over any of us in the PDR posse, my brother. That's not the case. Anyway, I love I love what uh, Bridge just put there. But anyhow, uh, and another there's another thing that I wanted to that I wanted to make a mention of that was placed in the chat, but I can't remember what it was right now, and I've lost it. 
um, or Panama and indigenous people. Or Panama, like the entire from the United States right down to Peru, Argentina, they all had indigenous populations. And Panama has the Cunas, the Chocoes, and the Ingues uh, as, as the um, uh, our indigenous people. The Cunas are those people that make those things with the cloth, a lot of that cloth material. So, um, in fact, I have one with the American and Panamanian flag. A cu- uh, what we call them molas. I have a mola on my screen that shows it. Um, that shows that I'm going to. When I play the other video, I'm going to run, pick it up, and show you guys what our indigenous cult, like our indigenous culture fabric looks like. But anyhow, let me set the last one up for the day. Um, there's a response. There is a response to what uh, Mister uh, the. <laughs> I'm losing my mind. There's a response from what uh, Lawler had to say. And the response came from uh, Representative Dan Kildee. The Representative Ga- Dan Kildee will not accept the fallacy out there that somehow the speaker is gone because of Republicans. I mean, because of Democrats. The speaker lost his position because he failed both Democrats and his Republican base. That's why he's gone. No Democrat should vote for a Republican speaker unless there's some sort of a power sharing agreement. Otherwise, what's the point? They have their speaker that they want, Speaker Jeffries. The only way you support a Republican speaker as a minority Democrat, meaning a Democrat in the minority, is if there's a power sharing and you get something for your vote. Otherwise, what's the point? It's politically silly. To do that, especially when you have somebody like uh, McCarthy who goes out there and demeans Democrats after they save this butt by not cl- closing down the economy. But anyhow, let's hear what uh, Representative Dan Kildee had to say, because he nailed it perfectly. Here we go. Democratic Congressman from Michigan, Dan Kildee. Uh, Congressman, thanks so much. What do you think of this um, accusation that we've been hearing from a lot of Republicans in the Problem Solvers Caucus, caucus, the Main Street Caucus, that the Democrats really didn't do the institution any favors yesterday by, as they say, voting alongside Matt Gates? Well, first of all, we didn't vote alongside Matt Gates. We took the question that was presented to us, and that is, is Kevin McCarthy fit to be the speaker? And just based on his track record, we came to a unanimous decision that no, he is not. And it's because he cannot be trusted to tell the truth. He can't be trusted. uh, You know, when he makes a commitment, he doesn't keep it. I go back to January 6th when he stood there and held Donald Trump responsible. And two weeks later was in Mar-a-Lago on his knees to Donald Trump. I think about the debt ceiling negotiation, where we came together in a bipartisan fashion, shook hands, made a deal. We lived up to our part of it. And within just a few days, Kevin McCarthy walked away from that deal that he struck with Democrats and with President Biden. And then I think about this most recent um, continuing resolution. And I think you pointed out in your conversation earlier uh, with, with, um, with Mike Waller, He went on the Sunday shows, the Democrats rescued Kevin McCarthy from the Kevin McCarthy shutdown. And then he fabricated facts to indicate that we were somehow responsible. I mean, this is just not a person whose word is any good. We know that the Republicans get a choice 
to pick their own speaker. But when they wrote those rules, they knew that Democrats were going to hold the speaker to a standard if that motion to vacate ever appeared on the floor. They knew that. Otherwise, they never would have argued about it. Do you think that there's somebody? Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, if they expected that we always would have supported the Republican speaker, no matter no matter what he does to us or no matter how untrustworthy he is, they never would have had a debate about the motion to vacate because it would have been inert. They knew what they were doing and they knew what the consequence well, would be. Let me ask you this, because I, and I, I agree with Congressman Lawler when he says the American people want to see things get done. And right now, nothing can get done in the House because there's no speaker. Is there somebody that the Democrats can work with? If you were advising anybody on the other side of the aisle, not to say that you would, but if you were saying if you want to get things done, you want to find bipartisan compromise, you want to get a pass in the Senate controlled by Democrats, signed by the president, who's a Democrat, I think you should choose this person. This is a person who can help us work in Washington. Well, I'm giving him a name, Hakeem Jeffries. Uh, he's a person whose word you can trust. But obviously, I don't think Republicans, I don't imagine Republicans are going to embrace that. I'm not as concerned about the ideology of who they select as their nominee for speaker, because I can deal with any ideology. Jim Jordan, Steve Scalise? Well, the question is, is this a person whose word can be trusted? Can we actually do business? Can we work across the aisle and have some level of trust? And so as Republicans measure the candidates, my hope is that they place a very high premium, not so much on where this person lands on the political spectrum. They're, they're going to be, a, they're going to elect a conservative but that they can operate in a way that allows us to come together at a table of goodwill and have an honest conversation, knowing that when we get up from that table and we've come to an understanding that the speaker's not going to go out and break his word within 15 or 20 minutes. And that is exactly the case. We need to be able to trust. I mean, it doesn't matter that you have different ideologies is whether you can trust that person that when you make a deal, it goes through. And that just wasn't McCarthy. And to think that somehow Democrats are going to support a McCarthy after McCarthy, first of all, lies to them, changes the the deal that he made with the president, then goes out and uh, after you've helped him keep the government open, go ahead and attack them and say, oh, those Democrats are the ones who are, are at fault. Why in God's name? Would you ever support that person? Kildee nails it perfectly so. The reason uh, McCarthy is out is because he lost the trust of not only Democrats, but also a portion of his party, albeit a part of his party that is horrendously, horrendously misguided. Anyhow, here it is. Uh, here are, are the molests that I, was, I just went and took it off of the wall. This is what this is the artwork from our indigenous people called the Kunas, the Kunas Indians in, in Panama. That is what they uh, that is the, their, their art form. And it, they do it with rings. And I mean, all kind. I mean, it's beautiful dresses. I mean, it's some of the most amazing art and watching them do it is simply amazing.
Anyway, folks, we're coming to the end of the show, and I'd love to ask you one more time, please support the program. Please go to politicsunright.com slash support, uh, politicsunright.com slash support. That has all the different methods in which you can support the program. Just a link away, link away. I mean, we take a lot of different options to support the program. Alternatively, or actually, I'd like you, in, in addition to, I, I, I should say, or alternatively, you know, I'd love to ask you, to please subscribe to our newsletter, politicsandright.com slash newsletter, politicsandright.com slash newsletter. The newsletters, uh, please uh, consider becoming a paid a paid subscriber of our newsletter. Of course, you can be a free subscriber, but I ask you if you if you so kindly be a paid subscriber, which helps offset much of the cost that, that we have to spend to get all this stuff done. And, you know, like I said, 16 hours a day, seven days a week. Uh, with respect to Melanie, Ke- Melanie Keelan and our Ask Egberto Anything this weekend, we have to postpone it by one weekend. Why? This weekend, I have a, uh, a, a nonprofit mixer where uh, the Houston Peace and Justice Center bringing in a whole lot of nonprofits so we can talk about how we as a, com- uh, as a community, the, the Houston Peace and Justice Center, can assist on doing things. So I'll change a date. And thank you for reminding me. I, I've got to change a date on the invitation for that uh, for that particular version. Anyhow, folks, please support the program. Uh, newsletter, politicsandright.com slash newsletter. Easy to subscribe, politicsandright.com slash newsletter. Please go ahead and become a, a paid subscriber, and that way we can continue doing what we do. Anyhow, we got to get out of here. But before I get out of here, I want to thank uh, Brother um, Davenport and Brother Grant. Uh, thank you very much for the super chat. Uh, you guys are always there for politics done right. We couldn't, we cannot do this without all the support we get uh, from those who are supporting the show. If you haven't supported the show yet, please consider doing this. We do a lot of work. I don't know if you check what, how many blogs we did today so far. We are already at five blogs for today. And I'm not talking half-ass blogs. I'm talking about substantive blogs that make a difference. Check them out at egbertowillies.com. Egbertowillies.com. And of course, you can find uh, others at politicsdoneright.com. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right. And you guys know how I end this baby, right? I am what? Oh. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.